0: Goddamn Asians, there you go, not committing violent crimes again, coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. The latest episode of Honestly with Barry Weiss, talking about crime, and they got tons of crime anecdotes and statistics and, you know, anecdotes about violence interrupters versus police and blah, blah. Well, and also how prisons prevent criminals from committing crimes, and blah blah. It's a debate; they got both sides. I pretty much talked about this stuff, but they said something that I think I think I've mentioned before, and I I guess I had the wrong stat. So we all know that unarmed civilians of every race are not being disproportionately killed by police, even you know, even though you've seen the George Floyd video and you you heard of all the Black Lives Matter riots. And you bought into it and you thought you were a good person because you put a square on your Instagram or whatever. And so I don't know if this is cops versus people of color or cops versus black people. I think it's black. But so while cops do not kill unarmed black people uh, any more than they deserve. Right? Every race has unarmed people that deserve to get killed. You know, a certain number, a certain number of them. Like, you know, someone is slamming someone else's head on the concrete and they're not stopping and the teeth are all getting broken out. It's like, maybe time to shoot that person. But anyways, the study, like there's only one study. First off, you know, no one studies it. No one studies this issue because you'll find out that the cops ain't killing unarmed black men. But they but there is the one study. It's by Roland Fryer. He's a Harvard black economist who... Harvard doesn't like anymore because of this stuff, but anyways, his study did find that cops use non-lethal force against black men more than against whites, or maybe just blacks versus whites, and so that includes, like, getting in your face and yelling at you, grabbing you, you know, punching you, whatever, all the way up to not shooting you. But it's interesting, because getting in your face and yelling at you, I mean, that would be a very uncomfortable... I'm i am glad they included that, because I do not want a cop getting in my face and yelling at me. That is kind of a form of violence. Because you can't push them away, otherwise it's just going to get worse. And I've talked about this study, and I believe what I have previously said... I mean, I haven't mentioned this thing in a year. But was that cops were 11% more likely to get in your face, grab you, punch you... Uh, more likely if you were black than white. And I know I read that somewhere, somewhere reputable, but uh, anyways, this podcast is saying that it's actually 26%. And I guess to get to that number, you have to take various things into account. I mean, I don't know what they're taking into account. Like, you know, are are you resisting arrest? Does that count? I mean, people who are resisting arrest are much more likely to have hands put on them and be punched and all that stuff than someone who's not resisting arrest. So I don't, I don't know exactly how they controlled for the different situations, but 26%. I mean, that's, that ain't nothing. It's not that huge, but it ain't nothing. But here's the thing. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're controlling for this. I'm sure they're not controlling for this. And so, you know, let's just think of like a cop in, I don't know, in a bad black neighborhood in a some bad city neighborhood and then a cop out in you know a rural white area like I don't know the stats obviously you can't study this stuff otherwise they'll try and fire you from your uh, professorship but it's like you know say in Compton or whatever how many of the last 10 people you tried to arrest you know fought you and then in Iowa how many of the last 10 people that you arrested fought you. And so, you know, if you're a cop and, you know, and you can be a black cop, you can be a black cop, hell, you can be a black cop in Compton and a black cop in Iowa. I don't think it's going to change stuff, but, you know, in Compton, you're going to be like, uh, eight out of the last 10 people I tried to arrest fought like demons. And, you know, so then that gives you like an 80% chance that the person you're going to arrest is going to, you know, fight back. You're probably going to put your hands on them pretty quick. You know, the the next one. The next one. The next one might be part of the 20% that was real nice. But because of your past experience in dealing with people, you know, people who look like this and dress like this and have done this crime, you're going to be, like, quick to put your hands on them. And then, you know, a cop in rural Iowa, it's like, was eight out of the last ten people that they tried to arrest, you know, trying to go ape shit crazy on them? I mean, I don't know. I wish I knew. Someone should do a study on this stuff. I bet if you did a study for all things being equal, you might find that cops it's just the same thing as like, okay, so killing an unarmed person, right? There's no way to fake that. There's no way to fake the numbers on that. That's why like, you know, murders are way through the roof in cities all across the country, but they're like, oh, but other crimes are down. It's like, murder is the only one you can't count wrong. Like, there's a body there. You gotta count that. One body, one murder. Whereas, you know, oh, no one bothers to call you when they're aggravated, assaulted on the street because the cops ain't gonna help you, right? So that isn't... whatever. It's the only one you can... you really know the correct number on. Murders. And so, similar to murders, the only really cop violence thing you really know for sure is when a cop kills someone because you got a body. And so likewise... The only thing you really know for sure about what cops do to civilians is how many times, you know, how many of them do they kill? And when you look at that one, you find out that the cops are not racist and they're not out disproportionately killing, you know, black civilians who are unarmed. And I should I'll put in my boilerplate here, but uh, unarmed civilians of every race are killed exactly proportional by the police. Proportional to the amount of violent crime that that race commits. Like, you know, the goddamn Asians, they don't commit violent crime, boom, they don't get killed while unarmed by police, etc. All right, I hadn't listened to the whole podcast. Right after I said that, he says exactly what I said, so let's, let's hear someone else say it in a more scientific, highfalutin manner.
1: The other thing I would just say about that is, like, when you find a disparity that isn't obviously explainable by looking at some other race neutral factor that doesn't necessarily mean that the disparity is entirely or even in part explained by racial animus on the part of, in this case, the police officers. It just means that we don't have another viable explanation. So it could be something like statistical discrimination where maybe those stops are more likely to happen in higher crime areas where cops are just more on edge and seek to get a subject under control um, much faster than they would in a lower crime neighborhood. And so the brain is very much a pattern recognizing mechanism And sometimes that leads us to act in ways that can very easily be mistaken for the application of racial animus, when in fact it's just unconscious statistical discrimination, which I think is a distinction that's worth making. But in the broader debate about racism in the criminal justice system, I'm I'm certainly not someone who's going to stand here and tell you that it doesn't exist. But a lot of the presentation of the disparities don't account for the kind of factors that I think you need to control for to actually get to a place where you have a disparity that's not explainable by a race-neutral factor. So we see this when you look at things like sentencing disparities between black and white defendants. Uh, You know, George Soros recently penned an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal where he lamented the fact that black men are five times more likely to be incarcerated than white men in the United States. And that's true at a top line, but when you control for underlying rates of criminal victimization which informs police deployment decisions uh in terms of the neighborhoods that they spend their time and resources in and when you control for underlying rates of criminal offending that disparity shrinks to essentially zero so what the national academy of Sciences found in the 2000 was that when you control for race neutral factors the disparity in sentencing between black and white defendants you know shrinks to an insubstantial level you're talking about you know maybe a, a couple months a few months which is a weird way for you know racial animus to manifest itself, like, you know, I'm I'm satisfying my inner racist by giving this guy three more months, why not a year, why not, you know, so that's...
0: And so, kind of the debate is whether or not we need to start putting a ton of people into prison or not, and they're kind of basing it on whether or not it's like, I don't know, Democrats supporting defund the police, like, you know, is that the cause? No, it's not the cause. Now the crime is up, do we put a whole bunch of people in prison to get it to come back down like we did in the 90s? Or do we, I don't know, you know, create some sort of social workers that go out and help you? That guy who is in the clip, his name is Rafael Mangala. Or Mank, anyway, something like that. And he says that the only known way to reduce crime is to take criminals and put them in prison. Like, basically... No one thinks that prison, prison makes you a good person when you get out. It's just that every year in prison, every year that a criminal is in prison, is a year that they're not on the streets committing crime, and that that is the only known way to do it correctly. You know, there's all these little programs that maybe kind of work uh, across the country, but nothing scales up to nothing comes up to scale. Nothing scales up to stop crime except for putting people in prison. You know, they're not taking it all the way back to, we got to have, we got to stop kids from having kids or, you know, whatever. Elementary school is when you got to start. This is all basically standard stuff. All right, now I want to throw in my opinion. Well, So he gives all these stats how, you know, if you throw basically black men into prison, then the lives that are saved are black lives. And to this day, no one is willing to admit that this is—it actually isn't the cops. It isn't the defund the police and the pulling back of the cops and the occasionally defunding and then refunding of the cops. Based on the data I've seen, that is not what caused all this extra crime and murders. It's all Black Lives Matter. Just you know, George Floyd got killed on May twenty-eighth or something of twenty-twenty, and then July on just crazy murders and a ton of crime. Probably except for they stopped keeping track of it non murders like I was saying. But so he was, like, giving some stats. It's like, you know, every black criminal you throw in prison saves the life, you know, whatever. It makes the lives X amount better for all the black people who live in the neighborhood and don't have to deal with that crazy person who's down in prison. And here's the thing. People on the left, they don't give a shit about that. I mean, I've talked about this, but if one cop kills one black man... And all the white liberals in America are like, oh my God, this is intolerable. And if they support some sort of, you know, bail reform that gets thousands of black people murdered, they're like, don't, first off, don't, that ain't true. Second off, oh, you got stats behind that? Don't tell me those stats. Third off, oh, you're still telling me those stats? You're a racist and fuck you. I'm not a bad person because I oppose that one person getting killed by a cop and just don't tell me about the thousands of other people that my, the things that I support are getting killed. Sorry. People. Whatever. This is just standard stuff that people say and then standard stuff that I say and I just felt like I should put out a podcast. So there you go. It's like someone has a hundred rats asses in a box. And you're like, hey, can I, have one, can I have one rat's ass? They're like, no, I ain't going to give you one of those. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.